Hey everyone, this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited. Hey everyone, this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited. Today I'm with uh, Michael Seibel, who is a partner at Y Combinator, which is the most popular and exciting, I would say, incubator slash accelerator. I mean, you guys are doing so many things now, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's Friday. It's early. You've been super patient. So I, I very much appreciate it. Uh, why don't you take a quick second to kind of introduce yourself to the audience? How'd you actually get involved with startups? I mean, you've done some incredible things. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I started doing startups uh, 10 years ago. Went to college with a guy named Justin Kahn and um, me, Justin, Emmett and Kyle created this company called Justin TV um, went through YC in 2007 as founders and then, uh, all kinds of companies kind of came out of that. So Justin TV became Twitch TV. It spun off a company called social cam. Uh, Justin went to start another company called exec and, uh, Kyle went to start another company called cruise. And so, um, it's been kind of an exciting 10 years. Now, I would say that, you know, Twitch and you know, Twitch is now with Twitter, right? Was that, Amazon. Amazon, pardon me. Um, I know that Twitter's made, I spent some time at Twitter and, and uh, they, they made a couple of sort of M&As in a very similar uh, space. You know, when we're talking about, you know, finding product market fit, right, for a consumer product, which I think is distinctly different in many ways uh, to like a B2B SaaS type technology, what are some tips that you would give founders about discovering or going through that process of discovering product market fit for their consumer app or, or desktop app, you know? I think that um, it really, really helps if you're your own user. Um, that really, really helps. I think that's when things start to turn around and that's kind of one of the ways that Justin TV morphed into Twitch was that Emmett was a big gamer and that was the content that he liked to see um, on the site. Um, I think the second thing that I always tell companies is um, don't fall in love with your V1. Uh, it takes a lot of iteration to figure out um, how to make a great product. And so a lot of times people will fall in love with whatever they build at first and then when it doesn't work, they'll get discouraged. Uh, the better thing to do is to build a V1 extremely quickly so that you don't fall in love with it and then get it in front of users as soon as possible. Use it yourself and make it better. You know, one thing that I struggled with when I did a consumer uh, product uh, about 10 years ago or so, I guess a little more now, uh, time flies, right? Uh, was really trying to get feedback from users that weren't my friends, that weren't, you know, like my, my group or my network from folks who are really, I felt really gonna give me meaningful feedback. What are some sort of advice or tips that you would give around, you know, getting feedback from a, a larger sample size of users that are not within your network uh, or even your, you know, let's say your, your local community? Um, well, I think for consumer products, it's totally okay if people in your network are your initial um, people getting user feedback from. I think that more often than not, it's the method of getting feedback that's tricky. So a lot of people will just ask their friends to download it and ask them how it is. Um, yeah, that gives your friend the opportunity to just be polite but not actually give you any good feedback. Typically, what we would do is we would sit people down and we would give them a task. 
And so we would sit them down, everyone would kind of gather around, um, everyone who was involved in building it. And um, we would give the person a task. So we would say, hey, look, um, your friend on Facebook mentioned that you, you know, he was using this new product and you want to go check it out and maybe take a video with it. And you'd actually watch them using it. I think that um, a lot of your core assumptions about UI and usability uh, gets thrown away when you watch someone actually using the product. Usually would run five of those types um, of interviews uh, every month. I think the other thing that we would do is um, we would be really, really focused on making a small group of people love a product as opposed to a large group of people kind of like it. I think people um, who build successful consumer products, oftentimes their PR teams make them kind of edit the story afterwards mm -hmm. and it feels as though the products were launched and then they just blew up. When in reality there was, you know, for most of these products, there was some time where things weren't going well. And so um, I think that it's really important to not feel discouraged in the beginning. Um, oftentimes I tell founders like pivot has become this cool phrase, but um, if you haven't spent a year or two really digging in on something, you don't know whether there's any gold there or not. And it's too easy to pivot now. So, you know, it's, I, I think what I'm hearing is really being able to dig in, spend a year or two, right, at, at a minimum to start to validate, hey, do we really have a product here that, that makes sense? Is, is this really uh, the product market fit that we're, uh, that we're trying to achieve? And, it, you know, one question that I have also, Michael, is how much feedback do you actually sort of implement from these users versus your your initial vision like you sat down you're like i'm going to build this application here's the pain point here's my vision you start to actually you know release it to the market and then you realize man there's all this feedback here what is the balance in your opinion michael between again you know implementing feedback from users and then staying true to your vision i don't i don't i don't know what staying true to your vision means um I think everyone's vision is to try to solve a problem that they think people have. And the vision is the, you know, the initial vision is the first version of what they think that solution is. But if that vision can't grow and change and adapt to, you know, users who have that problem giving you feedback, then I don't really understand what the point of it is. Um, too often people overemphasize genius ideas. I don't really believe in genius ideas. Um, so when I think about this game, I really think like if you are true to the problem you're solving and if you're getting feedback from users who have that problem and if you're giving yourself that feedback, I mean, if it's consumer product and you're not the number one user, you really got to ask yourself why. Um, to me, a lot of the kind of benefit comes there. I think a lot of times people try to do what I call kind of MBA style startups where they're trying to build products for other people. They perceive a problem um, that they don't have and they don't understand it very well and then they try to build a product to solve that problem and then they get frustrated when um, that solution isn't that great. But if it's not a problem that you have, um, especially when it comes to consumer and you can't really gut test whether or not the solution is helping you, um, it's very hard to, to get this done. Totally. You know, when we talk about building MVPs, and I think that that's in line with 
this whole process of discovering product market fit. What is kind of the, what's a good sort of baseline sort of, you know, framework to, to implement when we're thinking about, you know, rolling out an MVP that's not too complex, not too over-engineered, um, but just right. And I know that's hard to kind of answer quickly and it's I mean, subjective. To be honest, I, I don't really care. Like the, MV, the, the MVPs, of, there is no such thing as just right. Like the MVP is just the V1. The V1 is garbage. Um, the V1 means you're just started walking down the road. So like, I don't care. Um, I don't think people should care. I think you should care about your problem. But, you know, when you first learn about a new type of math and you do your first problem, you usually get it wrong. So, you know, even though you kind of understand the problem a little bit, usually your solution's wrong. So, um, yeah, I just don't believe that startups are about imagineering everything in your head perfectly, bringing that into the world, and then sitting back as everyone uses it. I think it's trying to attack a problem that either you have or that friends and family or people in your community have, and then the slow grinding process of making your product a little bit better and a little bit better for those people who have that problem. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to, to give us this wisdom here this morning. Really, really appreciate it. If folks want to follow you, let's say on social media uh, or any specific, uh, you know, personal blogs, what's the best handle to reach you? Uh, at MW Seibel, S-E-I-B-E-L is my Twitter handle. That's probably the best place to find me. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Have a great day, man. 